Yeah. Consider this question. Hmm. Consider this question. Consider this question. Consider this question. Consider this question. Welcome to the podcast about the podcast we're calling Consider This Question. The conversation you're about to hear was recorded with Jim Johnson, Drew Moss, Ryan Vincent, and me, Steve Broadway, on Monday, April 27th, 2015. It's the first in a series of conversations about things that matter to us. Before we get started, though, here's a bit of pre-conversation banter to give you a feel for the interpersonal dynamics that we get to enjoy here in the office. It's good probably to be right on the screen if you can. You'll hear a little bass kick up. Not like that. <laughs> <Mr. Extreme. Dang> it. <laughs> oh, there's no way this is happening. <laughs> Which is why we haven't gone public that's yet. Right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you guys. <laughs> Let me start with this. Uh, all three of you guys have seemed kind of excited about the idea. We've been talking about it for a couple of months. And so I'm curious why, uh, why you've been excited about doing the podcast. I just want to go in reverse order. Start with Drew. What do you think? Yes. Um, and I, I really love this idea. One of the things that I um, love the most, honestly, about Sunnybrook is just Mondays and the opportunity to work with the staff that we get to uh, to be a part of. And I don't know how many times I've thought to myself in the middle of staff meetings um, or, or in the middle of creative arts, man, I wish some of our people could be here. I wish some of our people could see this and uh, could be a part of some of the discussions we're having just because there are things that we get to talk about that, that may not always fit in a sermon or in a lesson or whatever, but some things that we get to talk through and work through when it comes to ministry philosophy or, or big picture for why we do things that I, I think that this will give us an opportunity to, to address. So it's kind of like, to, to me, I've kind of seen this almost as a chance to invite the church in to, to our staff meetings or to our, to our staff dynamics into the office for a little while. And, and I'm just excited about that. So. It, is, it is a great place to work and a lot of fun. Mr. Vincent, your perspective on it. Um, I, I really like when, when I'm teaching, I, I find that people get frustrated a lot um, because it just seems so easy to have a conversation about theological things or things that are informed by a biblical worldview in a classroom on Sunday mornings or on Wednesday evenings. And, uh, and the, I, I think that this is going to do a good job to show people that you can have everyday conversations all the time that are theologically informed, that come from someone who um, views the world through a scriptural lens. And we, we, we do have these conversations all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I would hope that this kind of can, can set a bit of a, an example for how those conversations can go, how there's even room for tension and disagreement amongst friends and brothers in Christ and, and how we can, we can really wrestle with these things in a fun, in a loving, and in a helpful way. And, and I hope that it can serve as something of an example in that way. And so now we're going to turn our attention to, to the bear. And I say that because there's a sign on your door that says, don't poke the bear. 
Yes. So, <clears throat> Mr. Bear, what, what's your perspective? You know, I would say that uh, kind of everything these guys have said, I would totally agree with. I think beyond that, though, there's also the um, going after some of the preconceptions that people have or the presuppositions that people have about why and how we do things. Mm -hmm. And so when we pick a series and people are wondering, so why did you pick that series? Or why did you uh, decide to even share that illustration? Or why was there a woman that was preaching this particular Sunday? And they look at it in the wrong direction. And so where do you have that conversation? How do we not take up all of our time explaining what we're doing? Mm -hmm. And yet um, trying to help people see that there's a lot, there's a lot more uh, thoughts that go into what we say and how we say it. And so I think it'd be really good for them to see that so that um, we, I think, become more unified. Uh, you know, we, we have an opportunity to have a real conversation about who we are and, and therefore what we're doing. Yeah, I think giving insight into the the relational dynamic that we have is really great into how we think about things uh, in ways that you'll never hear from the platform because th this is not a sermonic. We're not we're not sitting around preaching a sermon and we're not telling a story. There's some podcasts that we all three like that we love that are storytelling oriented, you know, Radio Lab, This American Life, which we would love to do something at that level, but what we're doing is different. It's a, it's a conversation, but it's a conversation we want to try to make interesting and intriguing and fascinating. So what, what do you think uh, people who will subscribe to this should expect in the future as we go through producing these things? Like what are we looking forward to talking about and doing? I would say, I would say the one thing that they need to be ready for is a, a certain level of honesty and transparency. And so we're going to, we're going to try to be our best <clears throat> to do our best to let people know uh, kind of how we're, what we're thinking. And so I think the level of honesty and transparency is going to be absolutely critical in order for this thing to, to really accomplish what we want. So we're not out to, um, to try to convince you of anything mm -hmm. other than to divulge where we're going, and hopefully you'll be challenged to come along with us. So that's kind of, that, that'd be the big thing I'm, I'm hoping for and praying for. Anything for you, from you guys' perspective, looking, looking ahead? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that one of the most helpful things that you can, can glean from a, a setup like this is... Um, I, I often find I'm more interested in hearing how people process things than where they actually land on a topic. Um, I could I could just read the last chapter of most books and figure out what people want to say, but I'm much more interested in how they get there. And so I think hearing the dialogue between between people that that really care about certain things and really want to do as best we can to be faithful to scripture and to to have spirit informed discussion i think that process can be really really helpful to to listen in on anything Andrew? that's good I, that's really good i don't got anything to add so uh ryan's was a little better than jim's <laughs> but both were okay too bad we don't have video because the look on Should, jim's face would have been priceless right there. i'd like to start again please okay. we'll reset everything but something was said just then that I thought was was crucial, and that is there's an underlying assumption that there is a, a, a view of the world or an understanding of our lives that really go, is filtered through the view of what the Bible has to say about all of it. And so, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm expecting, not just hoping, but I'm expecting that people who listen to this were, are going to hear what it's like to have people who, who understand life that way talk about life, right? Because we'll talk about current events. We'll talk about theological issues. We'll talk about internal issues, you know, building a healthy church culture. Like we, we view ourselves as having a healthy culture. Well, first of all, what, how do you define that? And why do you think we have it when it seems to be so rare uh, at, at the other churches I've experienced? I mean, I've never seen anything like what we have. And we all seem to affirm that, you know, from time to time. It's like, man, 
great place to work. Love, love what's going on here. Well, wh- why is it that way? And honestly, humor, humor is one of the things we've talked about, right? So, so appropriate use of humor, working really, really hard, taking it really seriously, but also keeping it super light and making it fun. Such a great combination. So that's one of the things that, you know, that we're going to definitely talk about uh, going forward. One one other thing that I think, you know, we've talked about this too, is without trying to create a sense of controversy or trying to speak um, in a way for shock value purposes. No, we don't, we're not provocative just to be provocative. Yeah. Like well, that's, that really doesn't have any interest, but I, I think that um, much like any uh, internal conversation, I think people would be surprised as to, um, you know, how in depth those conversations are and some of the things that we actually talk about. And so I think one of the things that they can expect, not just a generic honesty or generic transparency, but going places where maybe people are a little bit surprised that we would, that we would share divulge. And so again, not for the, not for the purpose of shocking them, but to say, wow, like they're really willing to, to deal with some complicated subject matter for the sake of Christ. Although honestly, we'll admit we, we've thought of some topics because they, they may sound provocative on the surface because we want it to be intriguing. But then we also know, well, when we really dig down into this, it, it's going to be a really healthy conversation, well-balanced, well-thought-out. I mean, the content of it's not going to be provocative for the sake of being provocative, but maybe surprising that, hey, you guys are willing to talk about that? That's it. Wow. That, I mean, that it. says something about who you are. There's this lack of need to defend or protect in an unhealthy way, right? Yeah. We'll defend and protect sound doctrine, and, and you know we have each other's backs in terms of supporting one another. Uh, but we're not going to defend goofy, uh, uh, weird, you know, insecurity-based kinds of attitudes at all. Yeah. Uh, we will actually go after each other on those things and prove that mocking is a great biblical virtue. Perhaps some of that will happen in the future. I am hoping. I'm not expecting. I'm hoping that we get some good mocking going. Well, you'll know it'll happen when you kind of hear this whimpering Drew Moss <laughs> kind of crying in the background. So. <laughs> I told you, I wait until I'm at home on my pillow to do that. <laughs> when he's looking at his daily schedule on his gum wrappers. Yeah, exactly. And that was the old Drew. That does, That's right. He's evolved from New and that. improved. New and improved Drew. Well, you know, we say we, we say here, like whenever there is, and it's really not as, mu- as much as people think, but they'll, they'll make a comment, hey, um, I'm sure you get all these emails, or I'm sure you get all this pushback. And we really don't. Comparatively speaking, we really don't. Um, but when we do, um, we love to talk around here about we put people on problems. And so if somebody does have a problem or a concern about our college ministry, um, then we let Drew or Scott talk to them. Mm-hmm. And we have just found that to be successful. If somebody's got some concerns or questions about our worship style or service, then Steve gets a chance to talk with them or vice, you know. So that's that's a critical piece is that we actually do believe that we become that embodiment of the gospel and therefore we can talk it through and think it through and theologize it through and um, brother and sister or brother and brother having a disagreement, but let's have an honest conversation about it. And I think this conversation will possibly help with that because the more that people get to know us, the other thing that we try to do here is try to create a, a number of different voices that will preach on Sunday. And the reason why is when they hear that person speak and share the gospel um, they're endeared to them, and I think it helps their ministry. And that, that you're, what you just said reminded me of what, something we've talked about before, which is when, when a church you know, comes to town or, or starts up, that's like, like a life church, for example, it seems to have a very successful model, attract a lot of people. Uh, you know, we don't view uh, this as a competition at all, but it does help us to remember we need to be who we, who we are. Don't try to be something you're not. 
Don't try to be someone you're not. Don't try to be like fill in the blank, right? Just be faithful to who God has called us to be and, and do that the best you know how to do. And then those who are attracted to that will be attracted to that or called to that. And those who aren't won't. And we're totally okay with that. You know, if we're ever going to evaluate anything, we need to realize what we're evaluating and ask, um, like, what were they trying to accomplish? So, for example, when I'm trying to evaluate a sermon, um, I would always ask the question, so tell me what you were wanting to do. And then that becomes the gauge, or at least part of the gauge, in terms of how we can effectively evaluate something. And so, I mean, this is where we we value, we invite um, evaluation of who we are and about what we're doing, the gospel we're presenting, the lives that we're living. But we, you need to understand in terms of what we're trying to do. So if, if, if a congregation or a community actually thinks that our primary purpose is to, how do we get more people here on Sunday? Um, or what is it, or how, how do we become more winsome for the sake of just being winsome right. or popular? Right. If that's what they think we're trying to do, then all of a sudden they don't understand. We call it, we call it the win. How do we define the win? Exactly. And I think by clearly sharing with everybody else, um, it's, hard to, it's hard to pull it into a sermon or at least do it enough to really cast a vision for it. But how do we help our people know? I think this podcast is going to allow our people to know why we're doing what we're doing and so that they can probably, uh, I think they'll be able to accurately uh, evaluate what it is that we're accomplishing or failing to accomplish and holding us accountable if we fail to do that. So we're going to pull back the curtain, hopefully expose hearts and minds that are, you know, the way we process and the things we do. And, and uh, this whole idea of evaluation and success and a win, I think is probably a future podcast. The idea of why we evaluate things at all, um, you know, that that digs down into some real deep philosophical, theological issues about what motivates us as believers that we can talk about. Uh, cool. And I think at the base, you know, at the at the foundation of everything we do, it's for the advancement of the kingdom, and it's to be to be faithful and bring God glory. So, uh, you know, that's part of why we're doing this podcast as well. Ultimately, we hope it is God glorifying in that we are being really transparent at a level that's pretty rare for church leadership uh, and do it in a way that, uh, that, that strengthens and encourages uh, the listeners, particularly those who are part of this church. Because, I don't, you know, people may subscribe that aren't attending Sunnybrook. Who knows, right? Who knows who's going to really be listening to this thing or not? But I would, I would definitely hope that it would be, uh, people would be, be uh, their thoughts would be, you know, stimulated and maybe some new ways of thinking about things, new ways of processing things. But also just hopefully we instill gratitude for what God is doing in this place through us, because I'm sure grateful to be a part of it. Yeah, and I, I think that you can really move the ball pretty far down the field in the conversational setting. There's um, a kind of meeting around the table can achieve something that a sermon can't and isn't intended to do. Right. That's the, part of the reason that we have these conversations here or that we've had them you know, forever without microphones in front of us is mm -hmm. because you, uh, a sermon serves a particular purpose. And, and when we're having conversations, that isn't necessarily the proclamation of God's word, which is what a sermon is intended right. to do. And so I think that this can come, you know, uh, I don't know if you want to put it a step below or a step beside a, a sermon, but uh, wherever you want to rank it, 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 it serves a different purpose. And I think that it can come alongside a sermon and really help to go together and to edify our people in a certain way. There's a guy that uh, really was influential in helping me understand how to prepare a sermon and deliver sermon, study for a sermon. And one of the things he uh, just would remind us of that when you're done studying the text and you kind of compared it to cutting down a tree, he said that by the time you're done cutting down that tree, there's a whole bunch of wood left over for 
other times to, to burn. And I think about not just the sermon, but even in terms of our ministries, there's so much additional stuff that we wish we could say and that wish we could share. Uh, it's the difference between driving out to Colorado for Youthquake um, and just flying out there. The first year I went out to Youthquake, I flew out there. And it seemed like I was behind everybody else. Yeah. It's, it literally seemed like, what did I miss? And I missed a lot. I missed a 10-hour van ride across Kansas. And as much as I kind of thought, oh, this will be great. I'll fly out and I'll save myself the hassle. I, hurt, or I hurt myself relationally. And so I was behind on, um, on jokes, on inside conversations that everybody else had had a chance to do. And, right. and so think about how many people in our church who really aren't connected to staff, who, who may not be connected to that, what they might consider to be an inner circle. And it's funny when we hear that, because we think anybody can join the circle almost at any time. They come can to staff meeting Monday come, morning. You they, know, it's, <laughs> there's nobody that would be excluded from that. And so it's, it's interesting is that there is that open invitation. And, and yet I understand, I mean, it's very accurate that there really is a difference between um, the inner circle and those who are just showing up on Sunday. Well, we have the privilege of being here every day. Right? And so this, this kind of breaks down that wall. It, yeah. it really creates a, an avenue for us to, to be honest and vulnerable, those kinds of things. So, All right. Well, I appreciate your time, guys. And uh, we'll just look forward to seeing where God takes it. Any last thoughts? Uh, Drew, you, don't, you have nothing else? I've got nothing else. What did you hate about it, Drew? I think we need to replace him. Okay, I've, I've got thought. Okay. I'll go back. This is, uh, let me tell you why, like one of the reasons why, why I am excited about this one. I hope that this accomplishes. Um, there are a lot of really cool things about um, about having a church that has grown to a particular size. There are a number of resources and tools and things that are available, and, and you have a number of people in the church with a number of different gifts. And so there are all kinds of pros to um, uh, Sunnybrook, honestly, compared to um, so many churches anymore, isn't isn't even considered mega church. So it's not even huge, but it is larger than your average church, and and we get to experience a lot of the blessings of having a larger church. One of the cons is that it it gets harder and harder to connect to people on a personal level, and especially when we believe that um, a, a pastor's primary job is that, um, shepherding the people and knowing and caring for those people. And, and, and that's played out in teaching and communicating God's Word and in being involved in those people's lives. And I know that one of the things I've, I've, I've enjoyed in, in being a, a young pastor and getting to watch is that Sunnybrook pushes back against that trend as much as possible, even though it is larger. I love getting to walk by the library and seeing um, Jim teach um, a Bible study with four or five prime timers, you know what I mean? And, and Jim's not just looking for the, the largest stage or the highest influence, but trying to find a way to be connected and involved at, at so many different levels. And, and, and so to, to be in, and, and to be able to go to Panera or to walk in any coffee shop and see different people from our church involved and, and meeting with people, sometimes that's staff, sometimes that's life group leaders, sometimes that's um, youth sponsors or whatever, and just seeing that that we're trying to have that kind of shepherding connection and, and knowing our people and being involved in their lives. And, and this, uh, I don't think can ever replace that, but I think does allow us to have some of those conversations that maybe don't get had with everybody in the church all the time. Um, but hopefully that, that to be able to have these conversations that people have some access to. And, and I hope that they always know that give us a call. Let's give you, let's, let's grab some coffee. But hopefully this even kind of helps in some of that kind of making some extra connections that might not be there otherwise. So.
I like I like how you describe this as almost like a bold or italicized or a highlight. I mean, this really allows us to highlight the things that matter to us most. And that's our podcast for today. We look forward to next time.